Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. It's just bleach. There's nothing else to it. It's just fucking bleach. It's just bleach. <laughs> it's just bleach. It's just bleach. It's just bleach. For nine easy, easy installments of 1999, it's just bleach. It's just bleach. I put it in my eyes, my nose, my ears, bathed in it, drink it, breathed it in my lungs. I got injected in my butt with it. Yes. How now, brown cow? Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, today. Ooh-wee. We have an episode for you. Uh, so first and foremost, are our episodes coming out at different intervals now? Um, not uh, temporarily. They're coming out at different intervals. Tim and I are not are we're busy people <laughs> we're, we're busy people and we haven't been able to record when we usually record due to a lot me, of traveling ground and not being in places in which we can record so for let me uh, let me help you out let me help me? you out with that i, I think i think this is a better this is a better way to explain this how about fuck you guys because this is a free goddamn service and uh you get it when you get it yeah. uh Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You know, you like you, you know that one <laughs> Italian restaurant in town where you know that if you go there, like the service isn't fast, and they just have like one chef who's also like the server at the tables, but the food's really good. You know, it's worth the wait. That's kind of yeah. our podcast, right? We we serve you, we dish out only the most you know amazing, high quality, gourmet podcasting material. But you know, sometimes it takes a little mm-hmm. while. Sometimes, yeah. Except. Uh, there's no sweat or chest hair in this podcast. <laughs> Unlike that Italian restaurant's food. So, yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Where I was going with that? Yep, you can you can uh, listen to our podcast chest hair free if you wish. But I'm not gonna judge if you wanna you know sprinkle a little on there if that's what you're into. No, if you if you send us an email, we might send you some free chest here courtesy of tim and myself dude i'm like i'm kind of lacking in the chest hair department like they're okay but they're like you know uh, they're kind of like a reddish color people don't like that. i um my my chest looks like a nubile like boys chest like there's not a lot going <laughs> on there except for like recently within the last couple of years just like the center of my chest has like started getting like these like long ugly pube hairs i'm 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 about ready to shave them Whoa. off. It's like it's like mostly hairless. It's mostly a hairless landscape, but just like you know, on my chest, in between my nipples, it's just mm-hmm. you know. So, so I bet if you hairs. went into like a if you went into a tattoo shop and you were like, "Hey, sir, I part thee for a tattoo, please," and he's like, "Where?" and you're like, "A chest piece," and then you like open your shirt and it's just like a perfect fucking canvas. Yeah. And they're just like, it's just like light gleaming off of it. It's like, oh, yeah. like that. And they're like, man, you know what I was going to do? I was going to fucking tear your chest down, but then you painted it all beautiful light. You see what I did there? Nope. Oh, yes. No, I do. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do now. <laughs> I see the segue. I was trying to figure out, like, how do you share a chest apart? A chest apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just like that. Which brings us to our first story Boom. of Taiwan. So yep, yep. this is this is the uh, the cynical stylings of telling you a happy story and then shitting on it. So in this instance, there was a 96 year old man who lived in Taiwan, and so since yep. he's 96, he lived. Wang Young Fu. He lived through the uh, the separation of mainland China from Taiwan, where all the capitalist Chinese and intellectuals and whatever that uh didn't want to be a part of communist china uh went to taiwan and when they first went over there they built all these little military villages 
uh, for people to live. And, and this man was uh, a part of that. And so he's basically been living in one of these little military villages his entire life. And essentially everyone else that lived in that village has passed on because this guy's old as shit. He's 96 years old. And to award this 96-year-old veteran for his service of serving in the military for <laughs> Taiwan and then living in this village his entire life, the mayor of the town in which he lives decided to award him by tearing down his village. Um, sir, excuse me. Excuse me. Are, are you are you Huang Young Fu, the Huang Young Fu? Oh, yes. Are you, yes, are you, <laughs> yes, that is I. I'm Huang Young Fu. Oh boy. Oh boy. I am so happy I finally found you. You see, we've been looking for somebody to give this awesome prize to. You see, the, this prize is in it's in my bag and. Uh, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. You'll love it a lot. Do you accept the prize that's in uh, my bag? Do I have to accept the prize before I receive it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, you, <laughs> that's the fun of a you surprise. You seem really excited, and um, you know, I haven't had any village, village visitors in a while. This this village kind of sucks, and it's dilapidated, and it's falling apart. So, uh, you know, I, I, I could use some good news. I, I, I could go for a prize. What, what you got? I'll, I'll take it. Whatever it is. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to reach into my bag and out comes my Wait, middle finger. Wait, is that finger. an eviction notice? Fuck. Did you tie an eviction notice Fuck. to your middle finger? I did. I was painstakingly Wait. tied in the moment that I was flipping like you off. You basically took a fortune cookie fortune and tied it to your middle finger and, it, and it's just an eviction notice with my name on it. <laughs> no, Huang Young Fu. You see, fortune cookies are actually an American invention. And this oh my is god, Taiwan. go fuck yourself. You ethnocentric bastard. And the Chinese invented <laughs> ice cream, you huck. They did. Do they? Do they? Do they invent ice cream? Do they invent ice cream? <laughs> fortune cookies say yes. No, no. Yum. I love ice cream. What, wait, what's the... Oh, Confucius say yes. They do. Anyways, yeah. So yes. they were. Go so this guy, you know, had lived in this village his entire life. Uh, not born there, but you know, raised there. And uh, this was how. Uh, what, what town? What the city that he lived in? What is this shitty city? He lived in in Taichung. Okay, so yes, yeah, so he lived in the city, and so basically the city had like developed around there. So the village still stood, but there's like a city yeah. that has almost three million people. Uh, living adjacent yeah. to this village that obviously no one lives in anymore because it was built a hundred years ago and it's falling apart. And so this guy, after receiving his eviction notice, is like, damn, this fucking sucks. I guess I'm going to do something about it. And instead of packing up and just getting on out of there and moving on with his life, he began uh, painting the, the village in which he lived. And basically every wall and street and everything he covered with paints. Uh, and he was able to do this due to donations that he received once uh, the community became aware of his plight and supported him in painting it. And it ultimately brought in a lot of tourism. And the mayor went, huh, well, I guess now that we have a shit ton of tourists, we don't have to tear down your town and... <laughs> And turn it into a condominium. You can live here as, as a tourist attraction for the rest of your days. Gosh. Okay, so that should be the silver lining, right? Yeah, it is. But then you got to think, like, even though he saved his right. home, you know, and prevented uh, the the government from just destroying. It. I mean, it was the government that was coming to take it away. Yeah, right? yeah. The government was like, "Hey, get out!" Because we have this moneyed interest that wants to build a condo here. You dumb fuck. Why do you live in a sh yeah. shitty village? Eminent domain, yeah. bitches. Hey, look that shit up. That is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Eminent domain sucks. Sucks mm -hmm. a lot. We will pay you what your land is worth <laughs> because it is actually our land, and we have all the money. <laughs> And we, right, we get <laughs> we to the price. We win. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but this guy had probably spent a fortune on paint. Like, if he covered every centimeter of his village in these, like, little, you know, these little doodles. Right. And they're, they're really nice. cool. Yeah, like, no. They, 
They're like little people, and some of them got little funny yeah. faces, and there's characters everywhere. Yeah, I don't want to minimize his artistic talents or abilities. I mean, not at all. It's that's actually it's pretty good. Like it's not just like bullshit. Like Ugh, oh god, and I was like, no, it's right. it is and it is ex- a it's extra impressive <laughs> considering that he's 96 years old. Yeah, like my 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 grandparents uh, are in their 70s and they couldn't do any of this. Right. So, yeah, this guy is, like, hunched over all day, every day, like, painting on this stuff. Um, from what I've heard, you can actually go to this village, and he still yep. lives there, and you can, like, take pictures with yeah. him. Well, yeah, and apparently 1.25 million people visit the village annually. And so, yeah. like, you know before this became a tourist attraction, it was probably just like a really quiet place, right? Where he just, you, I don't, I want to, I don't want to say moped around, but you know, he did whatever it is he did, right? He's probably been retired for the last 30 years, right? And so I, I hope he enjoys all of the foot traffic. Um, but it would kind of suck not to have any privacy anymore. I mean, 1.2 yeah. million visitors for this small village is quite significant. Yeah, that's a that's a double edged sword for sure. On the one hand, you saved your village, but on the other hand, you doomed it. Like you always have to be around people right. at that point because without the tourists, you're going to destroy it. You know, there's there's exactly. no anchor. I mean, yeah. and that's the part that for me that that's the sad part, right? That just just having this individual living here and committing his entire life to live and have this be his home wasn't enough justification for the Taiwanese government to say, you know what, this guy's like 90 fucking years old. We can wait a few years to build our condo and then, you know, wait until he's passed and he's no longer, he's no longer a part of his community. And then we can destroy it and build our fucking condo. But it's like, instead they're like, you know what, you lived your entire life, you know, you're, you're knocking on death's door, but fuck it, find somewhere else to fucking live. We need to build this condo yeah, now. Fucking- right. It- and then it turns out to be like a Pixar flick, yeah. you know, like, yeah, this is like, okay, well, I'm just going to start right. painting. And then like, he never stops. And everybody's like, Oh, he paints, he, he paints. He, he characters it seriously everywhere. is a Pixar film. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much. What oh it is. my God. It, it, yeah. Except at the end, it's like, he's all happy. That's that true. <laughs> no, he's actually probably like, Oh, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this is what I had to do to save my house. Life is yeah. dumb. Yeah, man. I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings. It's like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. So obviously, that's my like vocal like of the of the wind chimes that is a silver lining background music. So it's like, yes, his village was saved, but also it's just like this is fucking bullshit that had to happen in the first place. It is kind of bullshit. Uh, and what kind of gets me, uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the lines that you see on the floor aren't perfectly straight. Like, why in the world would you just like do all that shit freehand? Like, you'd think you'd like invest in a straight edge at some point. I, I don't know. I don't, okay. Are you I don't saying you're judge, a perfectionist? But is that what you're getting at? I'm a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> Ooh, damn. <laughs> Fucking transitions. Like shit. These transitions, man, is what I do because I'm a millennial. It, it's bad too because, like, I have the outline of what like, what order we're going in, and still, like, I get defensive and start defending this fucking 96 year old's creative abilities without realizing where you're going with it. I need to fucking give up improvisation. I fucking <laughs> yes, and <laughs> right. No, I'm just like no, dude. I love his. Lines. You're wrong. I love him. I'm drawing. <laughs> I have to have a stance on everything. Quit defending. Quit defending. I'm a fucking ninety-six year old. I'm just social justice warring everybody. Yep. <laughs> including ninety-six year old Taiwanese artists. God damn it. Oh shit. I hate my life. Okay. So apparently, uh, according to Psychology Today, which actually has some yep. pretty good articles, I, this is not the first time that I've ran across these folks. Uh, they yep. have some pretty good info. Um, and even uh, some of my good friends who happen to be clinical psychologists uh, occasionally will will find a little nice little tidbit in these articles. So 
Okay. I would encourage you to go check them out every once in a while. Um, but this, uh, this one in particular is about perfectionism in millennials. Now, I'm, mm. I'm sure a lot of you folks uh, that are listening to the podcast right now would happen to ascribe to this age range. Uh, and as part of our generation, uh, you probably already know this to a degree. You know, there's this certain urge that you have to make sure that, uh, you know, everyone around you is, is, uh, not going to have any reason whatsoever to be able to judge you negatively. So you try to live up to the expectations that you believe that they have. And thus it causes you to go above and beyond in many situations, contrary to the belief that, uh, some, uh, baby boomers and, um, you know, administrators in, in the workplace might have towards millennials, uh, them being some type of, you know, lazy, godforsaken fucks who don't want to work hard. Yeah. Uh, I, so another, this reminds me of another article that I read not that long ago, basically saying that the uh, mental disorder of millennials isn't depression as it was with previous uh, generations, but it's anxiety. And so when I think about the idea of millennials uh, in general uh, suffering from anxiety and you think about anxiety and the effects it has on people needing to uh, appear perfect, I could kind of see how the two could correlate in how you're always worried about how others are thinking about you and how you're presenting yourself and how you're being perceived and this uh, exacerbating into you always trying to, you know, present your, your best self and always be performing well yeah. with like the extra layer of basically what you were saying of, uh, of the media trying to present millennials as like shitty, uh, I don't know, individuals that think they're entitled to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. trying to like, present the contrary and just working your dick off. Yeah. It's like it's like millennials never grow up. It's like, well, I mean, we, you know, a lot of us certainly have. Like, it, it, it certainly has. Literally, yeah, it, it certainly. <laughs> we're old now. You know, we're, oh my God, dogs, dogs! I'm sorry, listeners. You guys probably just like done. Are you guys done? <laughs> Can I finish? Okay, I think they're done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, I'm, three, two, one, <laughs> there you go, I'll probably cut all I don't know, out. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, I don't understand, I don't understand the dogs, uh, quick aside there, audience, just in case you're gonna leave this in, <laughs> I have grown to be a cat person, I never thought that I would get to that point, but dogs are like... <laughs> They're like, oh my god, don't throw up on the floor. I don't know what you're doing right now. Uh, they are needy. They are needy. Oh my god, what are you doing? Stop. God. They're needy. They're like, they're children, oh right? They're furry little children. That's, uh, that's why we call them fur babies, right? Well, I mean, dogs are seriously so because, like, dogs will, they'll die much faster in the zombie apocalypse than cats will. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you, can you hear that? No, I can't. It sounds like what I would imagine like a black bear sneezing would sna- sound like. It's very uh, Yeah. That's actually an overweight dachshund. Jesus, I didn't know dachshunds can make that much noise. Yeah, they're like <laughs> like that. It's like you're they're coughing something up. They're like, no. I'm not calling you. Get off me. And then there's another dog here, which I have no idea. I think it's like a muddy kind of dog. Oh my god! And sometimes muddy? You mean like a mutt? Well, I, I think it might have a type, but I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't. What the fuck does a muddy type of dog mean? What the fuck does muddy mean in that connotation? Because it has no like discernible uh, phenotypic characteristics that would automatically lead me to believe that it's a certain type. Are you saying that dog's a mudblood? Like, is this some fucking, like, Hogwarts fucking slang you're using on this fucking dog? Okay, I'm trying not to sound like an absolute idiot when I'm talking about dogs, but I have no idea. Like, outside of the the stereotypical dog breeds, like, I don't know. I don't know dogs. My mom was, like, hardcore into dogs, and so she would watch, like, the dog shows religiously every year. 
So I probably know way too much than I should about dogs, and I wish I could get all that information out of my head. What is what's a terrier? It's just like a a lineage of dogs. There's like a lot of dogs that are known as terriers. They're usually I don't know like what makes a terrier a terrier, but generally terriers are smaller breeds. I don't know what's significant about terriers. Yep. But you know you like like your Boston terriers and lots of other terriers, rat terriers, but they're generally like smaller breeds of dogs and but I'm sure there's probably some unifying distinction for all of them, but I really don't know what it is. Is this like a okay? So I'm I'm guessing what 35, 40 pounds? Can a terrier be forty pounds? I don't think so, but there's always exceptions to the rule, right? Okay, I don't think it's a terrier then. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with muddy dog. <laughs> okay. I think it's I think it's mud blood dog. Holy Got it. shit! What were we talking about? We were talking about millennial perfectionism. And then we got derailed by the the barking dogs. Yeah, but what what we were talking about something in particular. We're talking about anxiety and how it exacerbates the effects of perfectionism, and how you know previous generations. Oh, how we've grown up. Oh, yeah, well, that too. Yeah, and then we've grown up now. We're adults. Yeah, like we're all adults and shit. Um, yeah, millennials are adults and shit. So there's a very real possibility that a millennial that you speak to is actually had enough life experience to have gone through shit. Yeah. Not to say that I, I mean, have, not to say that Jimmy has, but, you know, maybe we have. <laughs> we've seen a little bit of shit. Uh, I mean, and we, like, were raised during the recession, and, I mean, the recession had not no impact on my family, but much less than it did on many other American families. So maybe in our hyper-competitive labor market, yeah, I could see how being a perfectionist has become, I mean, come on, like we're, we're in the age where you need to have like a fucking bachelor's degree to get a job that pays $11 an hour, right? We're constantly feeling as if we have to over display our skills and our intelligence and our capabilities for these fucking remedial shitty fucking jobs that are cornerstones of our shitty fucking economy, right? And then we feel as if at any moment we could be let go for not meeting these expectations. So at least I feel like I always have to go above and beyond in my workplace. Yeah, I I, I totally agree, and I, I'm I'm sure a lot of folks listen and also also feel that way about their um, their workplace environments. Like even working for a very small company like I do, um, you know, I I feel that on a daily basis I constantly have to impress my administrators in order to even have the opportunity to be able to uh to stay out of the the, the watchful eye uh and and you know not be under their thumb constantly it's like right. it, it's almost like you, you have to like uh you have to prove your trust rather than just automatically receive it yep um so the yeah it's it's pretty tough um so yeah, um, I, I think it's certainly true, even if it's just like a someone I know bias. <laughs> so I, I would encourage everybody to go look up the, uh, you know, the experiments that are associated with, uh, you know, with this subject. If you're interested in reading about it further, uh, the the article that we're reading from is the surprising truth about perfection in millennials. Uh, so you can look that up directly if you guys want to uh, read about that in a little more detail. I like how they say the, the surprising truth about perfection millennials because it's surprising that for whoever did the research, it's surprising that millennials are perfectionist, right? Yeah. They assumed that we were all lazy fucks. So they had to make the title of the article the surprising truth about, you know what I mean? Well, if it was, if it was just that, if, it, if the article was just about millennials being perfectionist, it would be the truth about perfectionism and millennials, right? Mm-hmm. But, but since millennials are always set up to be lazy fuckheads, they had to put the surprising. Well, that, that was a Susan Krauss Whitborn PhD ABPP. You know, and, and maybe she doesn't think millennials are shitty fuckheads, but the connotation there is someone does. Yep, 
and she probably her. Well, I, yeah, I would I would assume as much. I mean, she's obviously not a millennial. She's well right. above that uh, that age range. Right, and she has bangs, so I mean, obviously you can assume everything you want about a person. So thin, so thin bangs. I'm just. I can see her forehead through her bangs. God damn it. That's not important. Maybe it what, is. You know what is important? Not eating overly processed food. <laughs> Thanks, NPR, for telling us exactly what we already knew. Uh, NPR, NPR is just like the best news source ever. It's just so good. Yeah, it's it's they, pretty obnoxious. They, They've been really hitting some home runs lately with the, the Captain Obvious articles. Um, this one in particular uh, claims – stop, dog. Stop. What are you doing? What is the dog doing now? It, they're like – he's biting on a bone and like rubbing it on the ground and making a bunch of noise. Um, okay. Weird dogs doing dog things. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought because of so dogs. So this eating. article claims that eating a diet made up of ultra-processed foods actually drives people to overeat and gain weight compared with a diet made up of whole or minimally processed foods. Yeah. Oh, my God. So wow. That's Thanks, the, uh, NPR. Holy shit. That's the headline, huh? Fuck, dude. Nope. Slow Tuesday? Yeah, it's about as slow as it gets. Damn. Yeah, because, like, uh, our parents have been telling us since forever, like, don't – if something tastes good, you're going to eat more of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that that's basically the entire article. It was summed up in that fucking sentence. If – Food tastes good, you'll eat more than if it doesn't taste good. Like, that's basically this entire fucking article's premise. They've somehow got well over a thousand words into it. I don't fucking know how. It's a fairly long article as far as articles on the internet go. Yeah. But that's literally the entire fucking premise. That they took one group of people and fed them yummy food like quesadillas and refried beans. And they took another group of people and fed them grilled chicken and salad. And guess what? The people that ate yummy-ass quesadillas put on weight when the other group didn't. Holy shit. Damn. This is fucking science, y'all. When you kind of read about it a little bit. Okay, so first off, to conduct the study... Hall and his colleagues recruited 20 healthy, stable-weight adults, 10 men and 10 women, to live in an NIH facility for a four-week period. They got to live in a fucking facility being, like, hand-spoon-fed fucking food. That's right. Uh, Their their room is paid for, and then all their meals were provided for them, so they get free food. How do I get on board with this study? I want to be on the team, though, with the yummy processed food, not the fucking grilled chicken salad team. Well, That's all I'm saying. Hold on. We haven't gotten to that part yet because, like, when you when you read about, like, the things that they ate, it actually sounds like the minimally, minimally processed stuff was a little bit tastier. I don't believe it. I don't think so. Okay. Well, it says participants were randomly assigned one of two diets for uh, – for, uh, Two-week stretches. One group was fed unprocessed diet full of whole or minimally processed foods like stir-fried beef with vegetables, basmati rice, and orange slices. That doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't sound too great either. Well, stir-fried beef sounds sounds pretty good. And then the other one, like the first one is uh, processed diet, uh, chicken salad made with canned chicken, jarred mayonnaise, and relish on white bread. Wait, is that the processed side? Yes. Fuck that! It sounds and, like and they get, that sounds like that sounds like poverty and canned peaches and heavy syrup. That sounds that just sounds like my childhood. That doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, it blows, dude. That blows. Why were they eating more of that? I. I <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig in, shall we? <laughs> 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 what I'm just did saying. Think they were eating. <laughs> what did I think they were eating? Yeah, it's processed, right? Uh, no, the, the, the picture they have describing the article, they put here, an example of the study's ultra-processed lunches consist of quesadillas, refried beans, and diet lemonade. Yeah. And so they have this picture of, like, yummy-ass fucking quesadillas, refried beans, and motherfucking lemonade. That's the shit I thought I was going to get. That looks great. Yeah. 
Looks good as hell. I didn't know they were eating fucking canned chicken with mayonnaise. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it does look a lot better. I mean, it looks like they, like, pan-fried that shit in butter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I thought I was going to be fed. Not, like, fucking, like, sad-ass fucking chicken out of a fucking can. Oh, yeah. It's canned chicken. That That's what makes it sad. Yeah, dude, like, there's certain things that shouldn't come out of a fucking can, and meat is one of those things. Like, I use, I ate a lot of Vienna sausages growing up, like, that was, like, part of my lunch. Dude, me too. Uh, and, like, I would rather fucking, I don't, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to think of something awful. Wait, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's back up just a little bit. Vienna sausages, you say, for so those of us that, for those of us that haven't tried them, they taste like poverty. They taste like poverty. I think that's good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I think that that's absolutely perfect because there was one individual person uh, back in grade school. He's, he's a, a, a relatively close acquaintance. I don't know if we were necessarily friends, but nonetheless, our relationship was close enough that I sat near him uh, in the lunch hour. And uh, yeah. this person always brought Vienna sausages. Now, when they would remove them from the lunchbox – they yeah. were visually excited. You could you could always tell when Sonny, the guy's name, uh, was pulling out his can of Vienna sausages because he was like, "Hey everybody, <laughs> everybody, look <laughs> over here! Look who's got Vienna sausages!" And no one's ever done that in the history of man. But please continue Sonny your did. story. Sonny did it. He did it like every day. He did it every day. He's like, "I got Vienna sausages." <laughs> Uh, and everybody's like, no, that's not something to be proud of. But he was, he was proud of it. He, he fucking loved them. So, uh, the first thing you, you notice, uh, with a can of Vienna sausages is that it has the picture of the Vienna sausages, uh, on the label of the can, right? right? And right. the way that they have it set up, it looks like some like gourmet creme de la creme, mwah, magnifique. Perfect looking little sausages. You got like a little garnish on the side. Yeah, they yeah they always have it like oh. they have them like laid on top of like a fucking romaine leaf or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it looks good, like like deep green, you know, like and then you got that nice like royal blue background. You have a professional photographer that was like, oh yes, yes, give me more little sausages, and then the sausages <laughs> are like, oh you like this, you like that, like. You know, like that, and uh, they look really appetizing from the outside, but the sheer size of the can is kind of off-putting because it's like it says sausages, and sausages are usually like tubular and long, right? Right, right. They're phallic yeah. shapes, like, so uh, you're like, okay, well, that's a little, that's a stubby little can. So what exactly yeah. am I going to find when I open this thing? So sure enough, it's got one of those cool little pull tabs. Okay, right. so you like pop it up like old school can of coke. And you have to rip it open, right? It's not like oh, easy. Yeah. Like, no. Kids probably shouldn't be playing with this because like one wrong pull and they're going to slit their jugular open. But True. you give it a quick yank. Like, uh, how would you how would you describe the sound that it makes when you rip that top off? You did it, you did it perfectly. Is it kind of like it's kind of like yeah, like kind of like that. Exactly, right. You want to make sure it's vacuum sealed, you know. Many uh, bacterial diseases live inside rotting meat, so you got to make sure that no no, no germies can get in there. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. Uh, it's Jim, an airtight seal. I take offense at the fact that you just call that meat. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when you open It's not a vegetable, that's for certain. Oh, definitely not. When you open up that can, inside, staring at you, you have... Uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five. Is it six or seven? It's. Seven. I think it's seven. I it's think yeah. You got like one in the center. Yeah. Like I haven't had one in a long time, so I'm digging back far into my memory. Yeah, I think you have seven. And there's seven, and they're arranged in that nice little, uh, nice little hexagon, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're just like staring right back at you, little, little <laughs> tips, right? And they're they're covered in this kind of like ectoplasm jelly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got that liquid to keep them moist. You want your sausages to be moist when you eat them. Yeah, so here comes the hard part, if, as if we're not really going into this in great enough detail. Uh, in order to get them out, 
it takes some doing, right? You can't. Oh yeah, you gotta fish them out of there. You yeah, can't it's just, not like, easy. Dig your finger in because these are they're them. soft. They're, right? they're delicate. Yeah. These are delicate, delicate sausages. Little delicacies. <laughs> 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 so when you go digging in there, you might just mash them oh, up into a little God. potted meat paste, and you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that because that'll make your sad experience of eating Vienna sausages even more sad. That's right. So in order to get them out, there's a couple ways to do it. Like usually it helps if you have like a, an, an empty plate, like one that you're not going to well, be eating on. <laughs> I was going to say that you just got to go for the middle one first, right? Because they're all like decorated around. There's always like that center one, right? Okay. So if you can get the center one out, right? Then all the other ones have enough space now that you can like reach into the center of the can because otherwise all the ones in the out on the outer layer of the can are kind of sealed by like that that the that rim. the rim exactly the rim that you've just like taken off of right yeah. so if you can snag that middle one without destroying all of its brethren next to it yeah. then you're in the clear and then you can like knock the other ones in the middle and snag those bad boys sacrifices out of sometimes must be made uh but i'm a flipper i like to flip the can over and then you spank it you give it a little but then but you got all that liquid whatever in there and that, oh. that's why i'm saying that you got to have a plate that you're not going to eat on later <laughs> Yeah, it's not efficient at all. I don't want to prove this. Yeah, you method. just spank them out, just like that, and then as they come out, they make the most delectable little noise. <laughs> yes, it it sounds like that dog earlier. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that dog earlier. It's like this like kind of noise, kind of like you're shucking them. You're shucking Vienna sausages from their little homes. I'm getting like flashbacks. Yeah. I'm get yeah. I, I remember like uh like Sonny just like eating those things, just like one after another. He'd be like, mm, and he'd like he'd like put the tip in his mouth and he'd put the finger on the end and he'd just be like, and he'd just like gobble it up. And then like right after that, he'd have like his other hand ready and then he would just be like mm, and go for it. And then another one, oh, 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 yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> Oh, that's so bad. And then we were like, oh, my God, he just ate seven in a matter of 20 seconds. And then he's like, guess what I have? Another can of the Oh, my sauce. God, dude. Oh, my God. No. And we were all like looking at him like, oh, my God, are your parents made of money? You just have two cans of what was that in like the 90s they were like what like a quarter a piece or some shit pretty much they were nothing they were like giving them away for free yeah they were like please take the vienna how did they make money off of those because like like everyone knows that like hot dogs are like snouts and asshole, right? Oh yeah. Like as far as pigs go, like Vienna sausages are like a bar below fucking hot dogs. Yeah. Like who the fuck knows what the fuck is a Vienna sausage, dude? Yeah. Like it's not. It doesn't even have like color to it. Like they're even like devoid of color. Like at least like hot dogs. Like they have kind of like like a pinkish, reddish, you know, brownish whatever color to them. Whatever. Like Vienna sausages are just like fucking gray they're fucking gray yeah yeah they 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 have like a (laughs) they don't have color they had a hue of pink at one point in their life but that was long long ago like they're fucking oh my god yeah it's it's not it's it's people you know like don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't need it dude oh my god love it uh, so apparently it's Jesus like some Christ. kind of hormone that makes people overeat. Now you, now you guys know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus but Christ. But straight up, yeah. Eat tastes good stuff, you eat more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not that complicated. It's like, yeah, if your foods are like laden in saturated fats and salt, they taste good and they fool your brain into making you eating more. Mm-hmm. It's like if you layer your plate up with a million carrots that are have been steamed and not flavored, you're not going to eat them all because they don't fucking taste good. Who knew? <laughs> we need we apparently needed a study to figure that out. So uh so what do you think? What's the what's the silver? Wait a second. Do we do silver lining for perfectionist millennials? We didn't. Uh, the silver lining for perfectionist millennials is we're providing a cheap labor force for our corporate overlords. 
That's right. Because we're willing to slit the throats of our fellow other millennials to secure, you know, good job employment. And by good job employment, I mean okay job employment. Well, shit. I've been talking up uh, I've been talking up a coup at my workplace. <laughs> a coup? A coup! We're gonna gonna, we're gonna unionize and then we're gonna take out our overlords or something like that. You you serious? No, of course not. Oh damn! It's more like I just like complain in the locker room while I'm taking my boots off. (laughs) Doesn't everyone do that? Pretty much. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, another day, another nickel. Hey, you know what my favorite part of the day is? When I clock out. (laughs) Good one. That's my favorite part of the day too. Get what I'm saying? Uh, Good thing we have no power. We're just going to have to put up with this for the rest of our lives. You see, uh, my boss makes a dollar, and I make a dime. (laughs) And that's why I poop on company time. (laughs) And that's my little protest. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Taking a poo every day. Like, ten-minute poos. You know? That that adds up. Fucking got to. Adds up real quick. What about uh, what about the silver lining to uh, processed foods, huh? Uh, I don't know. Don't eat the fucking processed foods. Don't I, eat them. You, uh, you, you, I guess like if we're talking about the discovery. Oh my god, it's such a rich discovery. Like when you think about the explorers that first went to the North Pole to discover that, yes. It's just a bunch of shitty ice. Yep. Just just think where we would be without this fucking NPR article telling us about the NIH study. Oh shit. Yeah. That you know, I don't processed know. foods. I guess I'd like make you I still would have eaten the Popeyes that I ate moments ago in order to try to sustain myself. Yeah. I mean, huh. I don't fucking know, I guess man. it has absolutely no bearing on my life whatsoever, and that's the silver lining, that NPR doesn't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. Fuck you and your, your well-spoken dialects, your center-left principles. Fuck you, NPR. Yeah. <laughs> get wrecked. Yeah, get wrecked. Just keep on reporting on obvious bullshit. Jeez. Well, you know, for you, you know it's not bullshit. Bill Murray. Ghostbusters. <sighs> this just in, folks. Even celebrity stars like Bill Murray can't afford to pay for their children's college. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? Jimmy. It's a Ghostbuster. Who you gonna call? I'm. I'm going to call the, the studio to sign up for another movie that I don't want to do because I can't afford my son's college. You honestly shouldn't call the Ghostbusters if there's something strange in your neighborhood. Uh, Why not? Well, I don't know because what if, what if that strange thing happens to be uh, college tuition debt collectors? Ooh, shit, dude. Yeah. Damn. Got him. Uh, oh, that's raw. Yeah, Ghostbusters can't help with that. Has anybody – okay, so I'm legitimately interested. Uh, anybody out there that has ever had someone physically approach them about their uh, their student loan debt? Physically approach them? Yeah, as in like have you had somebody come to your door? Have you had somebody you know tell you you're so overdue that they're going to seek punitive action? Or, or even like I guess it would count if you've like been subpoenaed. Hmm. You know, like you, you uh, would have to make an appearance in some type of court of law so that you would ultimately go to a debtor's prison or something. <laughs> that's, that's totally illegal, by the way. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's no longer a thing. <laughs> but I, uh, wait, just, that's totally legal or illegal? Like what would happen if everybody was just like, I'm just uh, – I'm not going to pay it. <laughs> well, oh, you mean if like collectively, like all of like the students that have student debt united and not paying their student debt, and we're just like, nah, yeah, we're all not doing that. Yeah, we're already educated. What are you gonna do? Send us all in jail? Fuck you. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, huh? That would be cool. I don't know what would be the result of that, but you know, I think students' debt makes up uh, over a trillion dollars in this country, so mm-hmm. we would have there would be a. Uh, significant effect on some financial institutions. Yeah, 
probably break our economy right in half, man. I'm ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready for that too. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to show up on our doorstep and they're going to be like, uh, Timmy, Jimmy, uh, you guys are going to have to come with us because you started a revolution. It would be the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> um, You think they would come to our door? Do you think they would just like find some drones somewhere laying in the drone stockpile and just be like, We've got some people that we don't like very much. Yeah, if you could go, like, drop a bomb on their house, that would be great. Be great. Yeah, and that's exactly what would happen. Uh, You would never hear from us again. Uh, Actually, I think, like, one of us would probably disappear before the other. So our final uh, (laughs) sign-off podcast would be like, so, um... (laughs) My buddy Jimmy, uh, I think he got black bagged. I I haven't heard from him. He's not answering my texts. Uh, his girlfriend hasn't seen him in a while. I don't know if they're coming for me next. <laughs> and then, like, sure enough, like, you're going to hear, like, a crash. And, then, like, a bunch of people are going to be like, get down, get down. And the dogs are going to be going nuts because that's what they do. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, oh, my God, don't you Touch you! Don't you touch God! That's it. That's all you're gonna hear. That that'll be the end of us, and it's all because Bill Murray wants to do another Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. I guess the sad thing here is that they're not gonna let Ghostbusters die in peace. I don't have any very strong opinions about the last Ghostbusters remake in which they try to revitalize Ghostbusters by having an all-women cast. I have no strong opinions about it. But instead of just letting the franchise die there like it should, they decided that they need to take the uh, defibrillator and electrocute Bill Murray back to life and make him get in front of a bunch of cameras on set so he can pay for his child's fucking tuition yeah he's looking kind of old also uh the picture that they have here of him makes him look like he's an inmate (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's wearing the right colors for it that's for sure he's got like this like washed out orange button up on with like a little like little white undershirt on underneath it he he looks straight up like he's you know he's out on uh out on parole yeah yeah, it looks like they took him out of prison and then dragged him to this press release so that people could take pictures of him. And the way he's smiling, like it, it like for the the non uh, I'm in deep pain, you know, seeing connoisseur, like would see this and be like, oh look, it's smiling yeah. Bill Murray. But no, uh, I, his eyes say, please help me. Yeah, please help me, God. Blink twice if you're in danger, Bill. <laughs> it's like I really wish I wasn't here right now. Is there any way I could have signed up for this movie without having to come out in my parole uniform and get pictures taken of yeah. me? <laughs> could I just done it in quiet? This, I'll just sign this, a piece of paper. This is why Hollywood hasn't seen me for the last decade. I fucking hate this shit. Yeah, apparently he just like randomly goes around and pranks people. I've I've heard of that as well. That's doing uh, that's doing celebrity dumb right. Like if you if you got the popularity and People can recognize your face in an instant. Just go around right. and fucking prank people all the time. Right. People are just like instantly disarmed when they see a celebrity. They feel like they're lucky to be in your presence. So you can basically do whatever the fuck you want and get away with it as long as you don't give any fucks, which Bill Murray hasn't gave a fuck since like 1997. But some people also like they just react weird to celebrities. Like some of them, I, I think like the majority of folks – just automatically are disarmed and they're very impressed and they're just like, oh my god, I'm a big fan, dark and dark, let me take a picture. And then the other half are like, I got something to prove to this person and that's why celebrities are nervous around like non-celebrity folks. That's true. Because they're, they're, like, they're psychopaths that want to pull like a dime bag Daryl on them and fucking murder them. Hey, uh, I got a tight five. I'm trying to climb up the celebrity ladder. Let me try these jokes on you. Uh, no. Um, nope. um, 
Um, I've been working on some jokes. I've been using NPR uh, for inspiration. Um, uh, 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 how about you lay off the processed foods? Get it? Because processed foods make you fat. Bill Murray, do you like yeah, me? Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely terrible. Uh, that's the worst joke I've probably ever heard. I actually, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That, that joke. Get it? it it's, it's answer. social conscious commentary. It's commentary comedy. You get it? Because uh, I'm trying to make the world a better place because the fatty foods, okay. uh, d- 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 can you get me in touch with your producer? I'm going to, I'm going to slowly, I'm going to slowly walk backwards and I want you to not follow me because that would mean that you're going to. Try to murder me, so... Did I mention I was a perfectionist? I could tell. You're a millennial. <laughs> How's that for a stereotype? <laughs> you got flip it on them. Oh, man. Well, yeah. it is... It is Okay, so on one hand, it would potentially be sad if Bill Murray was being legitimately honest about having to produce another Ghostbusters in order to pay for, for college for his child. I don't right. think that's true, <laughs> which on the other hand could also be very sad because of the ostentatious wealth that is afforded to celebrities you know, right. based on their popularity. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, you know, the, the underlying current that celebrities are actually just figureheads for large companies. They're not paid anything at all, and they're just in indentured servitude with their images being owned by those companies until they die. Sometimes after, like in the event of that Star Wars movie in which that, oh my fucking that guy God. was like uh, – I'm pretty sure we talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. But that's just or that's a, what's just yeah they're basically like oh we own your identity forever now we can like CGI recreate you and make you say what we what we want you to say in order to continue our franchise <laughs> you you don't you you don't yeah we don't lose control over you once you die now with technology we have control of your image forever <laughs> yeah, evil overlord uh, company takes image. <laughs> evil overlord frozen brain of Walt Disney is just like in a fucking robot suit somewhere, yeah. laughing in his evil lair. Get on that NPR. That now that's a story. <laughs> Come on, we're trying to help you out. Yeah, we're we're doing all it's, your. Goddamn- it's not that hard. Just literally anything that wasn't that last story. Mm-hmm. Be more interesting. Tell me about it. Oh, dude. All right. Well. All right, all right, any, all right. Uh, got any silver linings for, for this one? Silver lining. Hey, you know, if if what Bill Murray sh- says is true, which it probably isn't, but if it is, you know, um, even celebrities have to deal with the outrageousness of tuition. And then maybe we can all... <laughs> Night. I don't fuck. Because that's what it takes. Uh, how about maybe Ghostbusters is back? <laughs> Another. Yay! That's what I wanted. Yep, that's it. More Ghostbuster movies. I love sequels. If there's anything Tim and I love is sequels. You know what? They should make an all male Ghostbuster. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Revolutionary. <laughs> Damn. Why didn't I? Why didn't we? Why did I think of it first? I could have taken that to fucking Hollywood and gotten goddamn rich off of it. Jeez, <laughs> that'd be great. All right. Well, Jimmy, what are you sad about, man? Um, shitting my brains out at work the other day. You shit your brains yeah. out? Yeah. On a Tuesday night, I had a lot of kale for dinner, and I'm always tired of shit at work. And so I counteract this by eating a drinking a shit ton of coffee, which is what I did. So I had kale for dinner, mm-hmm. went to work, yep. drank a shit ton of coffee all day. Oh yeah. I had leftover kale from the night before, so I had kale for lunch, and then I proceeded to spend the rest of my working hours at work trying to do my job while also not shit myself. <laughs> you like berry dogging all day, like you trying to like kind of hold it and like yeah. And then uh, to add an extra layer to this, or lack of layers, is the toilet paper at where I work is basically translucent. 
It's just your classic, what you imagine, you know, communist Russia having <laughs> as toilet paper, kind of toilet paper, except for we live, you know, in capitalism in the United States. So our companies don't want to spend money on decent fucking toilet paper. Yep. And, the, and the kale that I had made the night before, I made it a little bit of spicy. So I was like shitting out like flaming chemical burns onto <laughs> my ass. And then having to wipe it with, like, fucking sandpaper. That's great. And the combined <laughs> simulation feelings, I, I was in pain. Like, I was, like, physically revolting the idea of having to wipe my ass. It hurts so much. Oh, shit. Yeah. That sounds terrible, man. Dude, it was so fucking bad. Was it hard to sit down afterwards? It was, yeah. It was inflamed. That's the worst. Um, Flaming asshole. Flaming kale coffee acid infused asshole. That'll teach you. Not gonna eat any more spicy food. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that fucking NPR stu- study and just eat fucking processed foods. At least they'll have my like colon so stuffed up with compounded like saturated bullshit. I won't be like have flaming shits. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty great. Yeah. How about you? What are you sad? Sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. Uh, I did this to myself. Well, I've been debating on whether or not I want to talk about this. Uh oh. Yeah. I guess. Should you talk about it then? I think it's good to talk about it. I think it's good to talk about it because there might be some other people out there that also um, have experienced something similar and. Being a relatively young person, I'm biting my nails right now. Yeah, I'll let you know it. Okay, so it, it's a. It, unfortunately, it's a very common thing. Like a lot of people go through it. Uh, erectile dysfunction. It's not erectile dysfunction. <laughs> it's not erectile dysfunction. Uh, I had a good friend approach me a couple nights ago, and uh, they had been trying to have a child, and they they do have they do have one child, but. Uh, during, uh, this most recent pregnancy, they had a miscarriage. Yeah, and, that'll happen. And, uh, I, uh, like, you, you wanna, you wanna be there to support, you know, your friends, but when they say something like that, it's like, I mean, it's, it's kinda like if, uh, if somebody told you that, uh, you know, a family member died, but they never knew the family member. You know, like, yeah, it, it's just like, it's just like anguish and disappointment. And, uh, and I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I want to do something nice for him. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, because it's, it's been on my mind lately. So, uh, if any of you guys out there, uh, you know, like it can get back to me in time, I'm probably going to do something, you know, around the time that this episode comes out, um, and I'll probably continue to take some of your suggestions if, if you guys have them. Uh, but I just want to do something nice for them, you know, like let them know that uh, let them know that people are, you know, aware of what they're going through, and uh, you know, do something nice for them, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any like you know cliche thing you can do to you know of like. Oh, someone experiences a miscarriage. Obviously, you do blank to make them feel better, right? But I think, right. you know, well, I mean, like, just I'm, I'm interested in some outside the box stuff too. Like, I, I was thinking, like, uh, you know, like taking them food. I mean, that's that's always a, right. that was that's always a good thing. Um, or uh, you know, like just going and visiting, and uh, you know, like letting them know that uh, you know somebody's thinking about them, and yeah, you know, they're they're not alone in this, and yeah. Just yeah, like show them that they have a community there that you know that they can turn to. Yeah, I think that all that sounds great. Yeah, that's yeah. something that yeah definitely would take an emotional toll on people. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't think there's any easy solution to it. But I mean, I, I think just doing that, what you already said, uh, showing that you care, uh, would mean a lot to them. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, listeners, let us know. Oh, where can they find us, Jimmy? All right. If you are interested in getting in contact with us, to letting us know your thoughts, your opinions, what's making you sad, what can help Tim's friends in their time of need, you can do so by emailing us 
at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at cynicempowerme1 on Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook, send us a message to there. And we would love to hear from you. Love it. Yes, please, please, please let us know what you think. And uh, please keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. That's right. And, you know, if you're going to be evicted from your apartment complex or your home or wherever because you don't have enough rent money or your government's declaring eminent domain, just remember, grab a paintbrush and uh, do a little sprucing up. It might <laughs> might go a long way. I like just bright com- colors. <laughs> just completely, like, let's say you, you live in some shitty apartment complex that's owned by, like, some mega corporation that leases it out to some company that, you know, tells you when rent's due. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, you know, getting the fuck out like they want you to, just paint every goddamn wall of that fucking apartment and see if they'll be able to get someone else to move in. You ever heard paint the town red? Well, you don't even have to paint the whole town. Just, like, paint your apartment various yeah. shades <laughs> of red. <laughs> yeah, just various doodles on the wall. Yeah. And uh, Dicks. Even if they decide they're not going to let you stay, they're going to have a hard-ass fucking time finding someone else to move in. <laughs> because of the dicks on the wall. <laughs> because of the dicks on the wall. Yeah. It's dicks. It's just dicks. Yeah, we're bringing that uh, back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dicks. It's just dicks. <laughs> it's just dicks. <laughs> What's on these walls? It's just dicks. <laughs> it's dicks. <laughs> dicks is what is on these walls. <laughs> Good luck trying to rent this one out again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get it? Because y'all are dicks for kicking me out. You, you get it? You can't even paint over this shit. <laughs> All right, dude. I think that, that went pretty well.